I voted bright and early, and then I got to work. And my job, my boss was like, "Oh, you could have taken like you know a two-hour lunch hour to go on to vote." I was like, "I was I was doing this, so I wouldn't miss any time." And they're like, "You know, in Louisiana, they don't they don't have to give you time off for to vote." Oh, I know. Um, but my boss was like, "Yeah, whatever. It's it's your you know your right as a American citizen." I personally think it should be a, a national holiday. But say duty. It's your duty. Like I think the whole day, everyone should be off. Yeah. Vote. Kids are so if you have kids and you work, your kids are going to be off school, but you're not going to be off work. So you got to figure that one out. Yeah. Right. Like. Yeah. Totally. Completely. Got to vote. Like, give us the day, man, so we can express our civic duty, or whatever. Fulfill it. Fulfill our civic duty. Fulfill your duty. It is your duty to rock that booty. Yeah, booty, rock the booty, a booty, rock it. Hey, James. Hey, Nick. James. Nick. James. Nick. Welcome to Dork. Welcome to Dork. I'm anymore. I am James Brown. I'm anymore. You're listening to Dork episode 201. Welcome back, folks. Sorry for the absence. Last week didn't work for me. Um, because it was. It was yeah. Tech Week, and I was buried in all that, all the stuff that is Tech Week when you're doing a show. The week before, James was in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. I was, it was in Burbank, really, for that particular time. At Fabulous Warner Brothers Studios. Whatever. To a Whatever. Fabulous Burbank Holiday Inn. Yeah, it's, you know, it's some shit. So you were, um, you I went was, to, to do the game show i went to do the game show and then the and you won show. fabulous prizes right that's how it I, went i won 107 million dollars it was fantastic awesome yeah and with that announcement um dork is going full time <laughs> uh we're just gonna travel the world 40 hours a week of podcasting so yeah <laughs> no god <laughs> it wouldn't last a day before people were like oh shut the fuck up once a week uh, i've given you an hour <laughs> and i feel like it has all been for naught. What would, what would be the ideal there? Would you like travel around and then just report one hour every week? Yeah, you like... do. You just the podcast would just be better. <laughs> <laughs> like you get, you know, we get better equipment for one, but also it's mobile. Like we go to we could go to Comic Con, we could go to E three, we could go to you know whatever, and yeah, do, we could the, do all that stuff. Do the podcast from all over, and it would actually become more informative and interesting. Um. We could be like a two-man IGN. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did not win uh, Fabulous Prizes. I, I did not even get to, uh, you know, play. But, you know, it's just it's the way of the cookie crumbles. Did they put you, like, on an alternates list, at least? Uh, I mean... For later like seasons? Some, yeah, I mean, they said... You know that they put me on the list for later seasons. That's not a, a guarantee at all. But you know they had they had enough people that went through, and they had some other issues that made it so they didn't you know get to as many people as they thought they were going to get to. But 
you know, they have a full season of Mental Samurai in the can, as uh, as they say. So it's actually it seems like it's going to be pretty good television, but you know, I haven't seen it yet, so I can't say for sure. But how could it be any good if you're not in it? There's lots of good things that don't have me in them. They I they mean, had Dallas. They, it would be far better if I were in it, but it could still be pretty good. You know. I mean, Return of the Jedi was pretty good. I mean, it wasn't Return, it wasn't Empire Strikes Back, but it was, it was pretty good. Don't you mm-hmm. agree? Obi Wan was wise to hide her from me, but now his failure is complete. If you will not join me on the dark side, then perhaps she. But yeah, so you're not going to be in the show. But uh, hopefully it's really good, and then they'll have you come be on the show. Yeah, and I'll be, you know, season two featuring James Brown. Yes. I, I don't know, like, how much I can tell you specifically, but, I mean, I think I don't think I violated any contractual obligations or any agreements yet. <laughs> yet? But, you know, I've, I've only had, like, three sips of my Bloody Mary. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm almost done with mine. You also, I've, I'm just, I've just a regular size mason jar, so I think it's like twelve ounces, maybe. No, probably fourteen. Because definitely more than a what's your name, a Coke can. Is it as big as a Coke can? Why am I thinking about Clarence Thomas? Weird. Anyway. Yeah, that's a reference you bring up a lot. <laughs> well. I don't really know how to finish that sentence. Thanks for putting it on the table. That's what she said. I'm a justice mm. on the Supreme Court. All right. Yes, he is. So, um, let's see. It's been two weeks. What's happened with you aside from, you know, soul crushing rejection? <laughs> Um, Jane has been out of town, but she just got into town, but then she just went out of town again. So, um, she was here for her birthday though. Her birthday was on the fourth. So Sunday. So we had some celebrations, played some board games, went to brunch. Um, and I also finished season three of daredevil on Netflix. So that was cool. Yeah. Is it good? It is good. It is really good. Um, I could say something that would be a spoiler, but I don't want to do that. But it is really good, and there's a familiar um, classic Daredevil villain that appears that has not made an appearance up until now. He was played by Colin Farrell in um, the 2002 Daredevil with uh... a bullseye. <laughs> is it bullseye, or just drawing everything? Just say it, James. Just say bullseye's in it. I mean, like we saw him in the trailer. Bullseye's in it. Yeah. God. <laughs> And the Kingpin. Oh yeah, but the Kingpin, like Kingpin, has been in every season. Yeah, but I'm glad he's back. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't much of a figure in the second season, but he was. He was here a little bit. Yeah, man. But he's. I mean, it's fucking. It's all about the fucking Kingpin. That's fantastic. Except for the parts. That, oh, that's a really good one. <laughs> it's kind of weird to like be like, oh, this is the same guy that played Gomer Pyle and the bad guy in MIB or Men in Black, but um. Yeah, he just, he's definitely like now. From now on, when I think Wilson Fisk, this is a motherfucker I'll be thinking of. Yeah, he does the, a really good job with it, man. Yeah, like great. Put your own spin on it, like whatever. I dig. I dig this kingpin. He's he's scary. He's scary. Like in season two, when he beat the shit out of Matt in the prison, like Matt was talking shit, and you're just like, oh, he's got him on. The- nope, no. <laughs> That's no, right. No. Not, not at all. Oh, God. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that was a great moment. <clears throat> but yeah, well worth it, season three. Groovy. Kind of makes me sad that uh, Luke Cage will not get a season three. Yeah, it really makes me wonder if they're going to do a Heroes for Hire spinoff because they canceled both their shows. Interesting, yeah. And- but like, people are like, ah, uh, like... I don't know if I was missing something, but it seemed like people really dug Luke Cage. Definitely. And season two of Iron Fist was a lot better than season one. 
Um, not that that's really saying a whole lot, but I mean, I was I, was, I actually got interested in seeing like how, where shit is going to go. Mm. So, yeah, but that would be cool. Yeah, especially since you know, uh, old boy uh, Danny Iron Fist, you know, made an appearance in Luke Cage season two. Yeah. Um, is that a is that a spoiler? No, not is really. It? I mean, like you know the things that I would count as spoilers. I'd be like, dude, come on, like that level of spoilers. But most of the stuff, I'd be yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, if I said like, oh yeah, Danny shows up and kills Luke Cage in the first season, you know, that, that would mean, be that surprising. First episode, yeah. But like you know, for the second season, like Electra's in it and she dies and probably comes back. You know, like that would that's not a spoiler. Like you're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean that's like a classic thing that Electra does in the comics. And they really pushed heavy that Bullseye was going to be in season three of Daredevil. Yeah, uh, which is awesome. Um, but it's an interesting it's an interesting take on him too. It's not it's not he doesn't show up in a bullseye outfit and just start throwing things accurately. Well, but, that's um, good. Yeah, because what they did with Colin Farrell was fucking dis- disgusting. Like, it just uh, I didn't. Why does he have a Why does he have a bullseye on his forehead? Why is that? That's stupid. It is. He would look less dumb in spandex. And that's saying something. <laughs> Spandex looks stupid in real life. They never explain that either. They never talk about like you know if he was like twelve and like some kids bullied him and like carved it into his head or something, right? And like, he just, no, he just this is what I want. Head. I want you to brand a fucking uh, bullseye into my forehead. Thanks. Are you sure? Are, are you sure? Yeah, that's uh, what I want. Do it. You're not going to be able to get an office job. Okay, where's the the hammer and chisel? I had to bring my own. What the fuck is this? Uh, It's hardware, sir. Store, sir. It's um, you know what? We'll take care of this. (laughs) Um, so in my world, did my truck break last time we spoke? Uh, you had mentioned truck breaking because you only had one vehicle. Uh, between the two of y'all. Yeah, truck broke. Um. Through rod bearing, which basically means motor no work no more. Need new motor. Oh, shit. And how old is your truck? Uh, It had about 50,000 miles on it. What it was was shipped. I did, you know, I've been doing shipped for the last six months. You ordered a fucking engine through shipped? No, you know how I've been doing shipped for the last six months? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, driving, apparently driving a V8 100 miles a day, six days a week. Um, requires one to change the oil on like a weekly basis. Apparently, oh, uh, it is. What do you call it? It's not stressful driving. Severe driving conditions. It's, it's taxing. It was there's taxing. This, there's a particular term for it. It's like if you do regular, regular round trips that are less than five miles long, it's extra. It's worse for the engine because it, the oil doesn't have a chance to get all the way into the um, you know. All, uh, you know, all the way into the engine as it's working. If you only drive for sh- short bursts or like drive and stop and go, ridiculously. Well, that combined with the fact that apparently I had a radiator leak. Oh, I also, I also got a new radiator. They told me that like right before I went to pick it up. They're yeah. Like, oh, okay. So, uh, it turns out your radiator was leaking. Like once we had the motor out, we could see obviously where the leak was. So we went ahead and replaced that. Um. But we're not going to charge you for the labor on that. Apparently, it's really easy to replace the radiator when the whole motor's out. <laughs> yeah, I just pop it in, pop it out. So I was like, "Yeah, this could be 150. We'll just charge you for the part." It's like, yeah. "Thanks, thanks." Which and- a, it's pocket change because I paid 5,500 for the motor. Right. I was about to ask you like how much that fucking shit costs. Yeah, that's what it costs to put in a new. new no, it was a remanufactured motor, which means they basically take it and they replace all the parts and get it as close to new as. You know, not yeah. It's it. It sounds and feels great. I'll tell you that much. Um, but yeah. So the radiator le- apparently was leaking, so it wasn't cooling enough. But also, it wasn't registering on my temperature gauge. That I was that the motor was too hot. Like oh. apparently, it was just on the line. Like it was it's a whole fucking thing. 
So a, a comedy or not a comedy, but a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. So I'm thinking about trading it in. Like I've liked having the V8. I love my truck, but if you're if you're just driving around town, it's not. I mean, what's the advantage of having a V8? I, I can go fast. <laughs> like really, that's what it, that's what it comes down to. It's like I like being on the highway, and like you go to pass somebody, and you know how the assholes will like kind of gun it and like kind of cut you off. But then I go no, and I just put the pedal down, and it goes. It's, it's got so much juice, man. I love it. But again, it it does it is a gas guzzler, and um, I don't know. Like I like the convenience of having the truck, but I don't like. I sat down and I was like, okay, let's real talk. How often do I use the truck? Like the bed part of it. And yeah, as how often do you use it as a truck? Yeah, Quad truck. So yeah. I'm probably gonna get a SUV, like something smaller, because the other the other side of it is Carol refuses to drive my truck. Like, it's big, um, and especially like having driven her mini around for two weeks, getting back in my truck, I was like, oh yeah, daddy, that's right. Like, yeah, you know, it's huge. Um, so I'm probably get something a little smaller. Um, I'll tell you, six. Even, yeah, because yeah. I'm like 6'3, and um, Jane has a Jetta. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess you know, technically it's both of ours, but she drives the Jetta, and I drive the old, you know, Nissan Altima. And it's just, it's just a little bit more effort of like kind of like compressing myself in order to get into the Jetta, especially when she's been driving and she her legs a little shorter than mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, like the Altima is just like, I, it's, it's. What is that concept that Dodge had way back in the day, like cab forward? It's like, yeah, for tall people. You know, yeah, so cab know, forward. It's actually a, it was a concept they took from fire engines. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, it's fucking, you know, I, I never have to like even think about, you know, like constricting myself in any way. And I really, I mean, I, was, I really miss, uh, I used to have a Suzu Rodeo and that was like, oh, yeah. And I wouldn't have to like bend down and just, you know, because you, you climb into it. You don't have to like climb down into it. It's just like, it's, it's the right. Yeah, I noticed that. I can just slide sideways when I'm in. Yeah. I don't have to pull myself up. And Carol getting into my truck is fun to watch, especially when she's in a skirt. But like, um, it's a bit of a workout. Yeah. Um, but like a smaller SUV, she could drive. I'd still have the cargo room. You know, I could fit all the dogs in it. Uh, it's still the right height for Moss when I take him out for coffee on Saturdays because he's got to be able to reach the counter, you know? Yeah. Um, and it'd be I'd like I'd be, I get three times the uh, mileage. Oh like, yeah, compared to my truck, uh, and also you know it's I could weld the hood closed. I've been looking at like most efficient, most um, dependable, that kind of stuff, um, liability scores, stuff like that. Kind of leaning toward the Kia Sportage. Hmm, because. Well, for a variety of reasons, but one is um, I don't want leather. Oh, yeah. Because not the Louisiana, Louisiana is not good. Yeah. And um, with the dogs, it's just a bad idea. Like, I need something like like dogs are going to be in this. You know, they're going to ride around in here and they're going to jump all over the seats. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Deal with that. Uh, how well does, do things vacuum and buff out? Yeah. Yeah, cleaning leather with a dog family, that would be uh, not a wise path. Yeah, it's I guess. Um, but also, uh, you know, I come with something that we can do like road trips in. Her car's okay. You know, the, she's got a mini. Um, and it does good on, on road trips, but uh, it's tight. It's very snug. So with kind of a smaller SUV, I, I, we kind of get that in between where the. I got the ride height that I've gotten used to with the truck. Like I like being up, I'm like kind of seeing the road. Uh, but it's not so high that Carol has to like lumber into it, and it's not too big, like a Tahoe or something would be too much because she just she would refuse to drive it. And I like her to have the option of like if her car is broken down and she wants to borrow mine, it's a thing that she will do. I don't have to like fight her and go just drive the thing, please. Yeah. So my like so. The first car that I got, like that I, I picked out for myself, was a 
uh, well, I had a Corolla, and I got to tell you, like, it's a great car. Toyota Corolla is a fantastic car. It's easy to work on, um, and reliable as all hell. When I drove that thing into the fucking dirt, I traded that for a Scion, and when I did that, I was like, I want a sunroof and I want a CD player in the car. Mm-hmm. So that had it. And then when I went for the sign to the next thing, I was like, I want a V8. I want a big fucking American V8. And I got that. My next one, I want something with a backup camera. Oh, yes. Um, My uh, friend had a, um, or has a, uh, it's not a, it's a Crosstrek, maybe? It's a Subaru? It's a Cross, is that something Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's the Outback, and then there's like, you know, this other one. So it looks like a, basically, it's like a souped up station wagon. Mm-hmm. But it's all like it's sporty, so it's cool. But he's got the backup camera, and he's like, oh, "I'm just gonna like." And that was, you know, when you fucking in New Orleans, you parallel park all the time, so having a backup camera would be very, very handy, very, very yeah. useful. I'm, I mean, I've got, I'm, I'm a pretty good parallel parker, and I can do it in the truck, like going downtown. Um, I've done it in Houston and stuff, but being able to not think about it would be great. Definitely, my my Achilles heel. Was parallel parking on one-way streets when you have to parallel park on the left side? Because uh-huh. like you know, I grew up like you know doing it on the right side, and it's like you know I've got it down like you know you forward back you know just a little bit forward again, boom. Um, whenever I have to do it on the left side, I'm like I usually I do it takes the same amount of time. I just don't wind up with this. Like, You're not as tight. I'm not as tight, and I'm like angled, and it's like sometimes a little bit farther away from the curve because it's just like it's an unnatural thing for me. Everything else I'm fine at. I'm a, I'm a quality driver, except when it comes to parallel parking on the left side. <laughs> Let me put that out there. Noted. Yes. I'm fine. I'm a real man. I'm a man. I can park. I can park if I want to. Have you ever taught anybody how to drive? Uh-uh. Hmm. Like, I, I mean, my dad taught me, quote unquote, but he didn't really teach me anything. Like, I'd driven go-karts at that point. Yeah, like it's the same idea. Well, for the most part, but like you know, like driving forward and doing all that is like, you know, one thing. But like you, the whole like backing up and parking and you know maneuvering. No, and- I was always into driving games. So mm-hmm. before I started driving, I've been playing Twisted Metal for years. Oh yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah, it totally is. Like when she. <laughs> It all, the only difference is like you know the controller, but then you have you know uh, Crazy Taxi and uh, Cruising USA. You know how I learned to drive? Hmm. Spy Hunter. Spy? That's not even close. In the fucking no, in the fucking arcade when you had the actual wheel. I mean, it was the the view was different, but you had the wheel and like you know the, the brake and the accelerator, like it was you know like a real simulation. It wasn't like uh, what is the one by Midway, just like oh, there was like several where you drive like you know first like person. Outrun, Outrun's a good one. You're right behind it. Um, that was a Segway. I mean not Segway. That was Sega, but there was one by Midway, and there's another one by Atari. Like Stunt Runner was by Atari was a good one. It was had like oh, the, what's that? The one that uh, Pole Position. Oh, Pole Position was good. That's like I'm the thinking, first one. Oh, I think I'm, really? I think I'm thinking of San Francisco Rush. Let me look it up. San Francisco. So yeah, what? like like playing racing games in the arcade it was enough for me to like when I got behind the wheel. I, it's like not big. Totally got it. Um, yeah, San Francisco Rush was the name of the game, and then it was another one that was like Rush 2049. That was all like in the future. You know, I'll say the same thing for shooting games. Like time crisis and shit like that. Like the first time I went to a shooting range and fired pistols, like, bam. Like I'm not saying I'm an expert marksman or anything, but I'm but, pretty handy with a sidearm. Yeah, it's it's well, it's a level of comfort that like you know you don't you you don't go from being like I've never held a gun to I'm holding a real gun. It's like I've never held a gun. I've held a gun <laughs> and like done it. You know, been in simulated situations where depending on how involved or invested you are in in the game. Like it, it can make it feel more and more real, so you get closer and closer to what the real thing feels like. I'm never saying it's going to be a, a, a substitute for that, you know. So if you say like, "Yeah, you ever been in a war?" No, but I played Time Crisis. Time Crisis. You know, well, like it's like easier. That, that, well, you remember that time we went out and we were killing vampires? Mm-hmm. Like I never really held a whip 
or like a magic crystal before, but I'd played enough Castlevania where it wasn't. Yeah, it was. It wasn't totally alien to you, right? Yeah. So you're like, I mean, I would say the learning curve was like maybe twenty minutes to like transition, but yeah. Well, the we, thing that, we handled it pretty good. Yeah, but the thing it doesn't prepare you for is like how they die, you know. And like the video game, they like kind of flicker and dissolve, and like you know the stench. Oh my god, the, the stench. smell was not. I was not prepared for. Yeah, but like everything else, like you know, you get to the point. Like once you once you can smell a dying vampire, you're doing all right, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's you're not like, same thing with handguns. Like you yeah. don't have to prepare for the smell. Yeah, but you know, or, or driving. Like when you're driving over zombies. Yeah. You know, you you don't think of like the tires slipping. As oh, you, that's you know, true. When they burst. Like that's gross. And when you shoot when you shoot somebody and they let go of their bowels. Right. You never prepare for that shit. No. No. But yeah, but like it gets you, it gets you most, you know, it gets you a fair amount of the way there. It gets you to the point where you can continue. It doesn't, it doesn't, it like lowers a lot of the walls, the obstacles on that. So it's less of a challenge to go from, you know, point A to point B if you're already like halfway to point B because you've thought about it and dreamed about it and stuff and like held the guns and thrown the flying crosses and the holy water and, you know, the chainsaw on the zombie's neck. Yeah, I mean, chainsaws are another one. You like, you forget how much work that is. Like, it lift is. standing up, it's heavy. It cuts through shit like butter, but it's heavy. Yep, yep. Speaking of cutting through shit like butter, Carol got me a knife for our uh, wedding anniversary. Oh yeah, it was the end of October. Happy anniversary, Crazy. Um It was the eleventh anniversary, and traditionally, that gift is steel. Mm. And so she gave me the gift of steel. Did you did you sit like Crom on the mountain? No. Um, it, she got me a knife. Um, it's a really nice knife from Sog, but it's one that was designed by uh, like a special forces and cops for killing people with. And I that was a big selling point when I was like, she's like, oh well, I'll get you something. Like you know, she gave me like a budget, and I found this knife. I was like, this is like a murder knife. I kind of want it, and uh, it's great. It is the sharpest fucking knife I have ever carried with me. Oh. Like I've opened up, I opened like a bag of peanuts with it the other week, and like I took my hand off. Whoa, that's you got to you got to be careful. It's like cutting through warm butter, everything, boxes, tape, flesh, warm butter. <laughs> uh, I got her stools for the bar. That's what she wanted. They're ah, steel, Victorian-looking. I don't know. That's what she wanted. There you go. Enjoy your bar stools. I will be murdering the weak. <laughs> the gift you have bestowed now, upon me, madam. And using their blood and drinks that you serve at the bar. Goddamn right. And then murdering vampires. <laughs> Die, vampire. Well, you can't murder vampires until you get to the 25th year because you got to use the silver. So I started watching this show on Netflix called Norseman. Oh. And it's about like Vikings, like 8th century, but it's a comedy. But it's also like a, a regular Viking historical show. Um, but they put comedy into it. Like there are brutal deaths in this. Graphic, graphic violence, but it's a comedy, and it is genuinely funny. Oh. Uh, it follows a couple different characters uh, as they navigate this world. One of them is a slave who used to be an actor in Rome, uh, and now he's having to adapt to slave life, and he doesn't like it because it's nasty and it's not comfortable. Um, like they bring, they show him his quarters, which is a pigsty. And he's like, um, look, I had a cloak uh, when I was brought on the ship. And one of the other men said that he would keep it for me until we arrived. And we're here and I have not seen him. I would like it back. Maybe you could speak up on my behalf. And the guy goes walking by. He's like, oh, there it is. There's, there's my cloak. Sir, sir. It's like, oh, no, this is mine. This is my cloak. Well, funny that we should use the same Roman tailor and have the same family crest, isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. That's the way it is, isn't it? He's like, oh, and you're not even wearing it right. Look, it's in the dirt. 
It's like, oh, you don't like dirt? And so this guy, this Viking, puts his hand on the back of his pants and obviously jams his finger up his own ass and then puts his axe up to the dude's neck. Is like, open your mouth. <laughs> he gets like, what? He's like, open your mouth. And he runs his shitty finger all in the dude's mouth and over his gums and through his lips and cheeks. He's like, whose cloak is it? Who's and like they just that's how they mistreat this gentleman. Uh, and it's funny. It's very rare that I laugh out loud watching a show, and this one does it to me. <laughs> it's just a new level of brutality. And I'm learning a lot about Norse traditions uh, and tribal customs. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's a fun show. Huh. It does sound intriguing. I am a I'm a fan of Norse mythology and such. Well, then you should get it because there's stuff they've mentioned that like Carol was familiar with. Uh, that I'd never heard of. So it's a learning experience, but you may already know everything about it. So you'll get the jokes faster than I did. I was like, what is that? Well, have you read um, Neil Gaiman's uh, thing? Uh, Norse mythology? Yeah. I have. Well, I mean. Well, no, cool. it's so like those ref the gods and goddess stuff. I, I get those references, but like. But there's also um, the traditions of like, you know, the. Like Holmgang and uh, um, Adestup. I never heard of Adestup, which is the traditional genocide where the old people commit, they kill themselves by jumping off a cliff so they're no longer a burden to their families. Yes. Yeah. Like there's, there's a part of the show that covers that and it's pretty fucking funny. It's, um, it sounds like there's a lot of shit on Netflix that I need to watch or that, you know, is pretty good. Yeah. Did you talk about yeah, you talked about disenchantment. I mean, we I talked about uh, Daredevil. Um, just some, just another. Oh, this new Sabrina thing. Um, mm -hmm. It's been getting a lot of chatter. Um, but yeah, and just just like I think there's four Marvel movies on there right now, because usually it's like two or three. Uh, but like still right now, they have Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, and Black Panther. So that's yeah. if you're, yeah. If you I've heard a lot. A lot of people are like, "Hey, you need to watch Sabrina." Yeah. Um, and I saw like people complaining about it on Fox News, and so I was like, "Oh, I gotta watch the show." <laughs> Like old people going, oh, there's witchcraft and devil worship and an orgy scene. And I'm like, in, in, in. <laughs> Where's the uh, problem? You're just selling me on this show. Like last week, I got a flyer in my inbox. And one of the, it was a candidate for Secretary of State. And he was pushing himself being pro Trump. And he had like a list on the back of him and the other candidates and what they've said about Trump and how they voted. As far as Trump is concerned, and all that, and one of his can one of his opponents is just like is openly mocked Trump and called him an idiot and unfit for office and all this, and voted against him every time and raised money uh, in opposition and all this. And I'm like, dude, you just handed me a blank check here for your buddy. Like I didn't even I wasn't even aware of the, all his stances, and you dropped this in my basket. And I'm like, oh well, this is the guy. Like I thought it was I thought that was the ad for this guy. <laughs> But no, it was for you. So uh, thank you. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's an interesting world now. I mean, I, I'm i still afraid of like how vehement people are for fucking Trump and just like... Because in there, I was listening to something on NPR. They were talking about how like he doesn't... He's he's like really locked into like the more emotional issues. Apparently, people are more faithful for emotional issues than economic ones. So if you're like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna stop the immigrant problem. I'm, I may have to like, you know, you may lose your soy soybean subsidies, but you know, as long as uh, I can count you for the immigrant problem, we're on the same side. And they're like, okay, sounds good. I mean, I have a job, but you know, at least there's no fucking immigrants. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I like to think it's just. You know, everything you're hearing is just the loudest voices. You know, most yeah, people I talk to, like, really quickly, you come to a, an understanding. Like, you find that middle ground where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, we're humans. We're talking. I'm not the crazy guy. Like, the rallies, you see all the rallies, and you're like, oh, man, look at all those people. Until they switch the camera angle. 
And you realize it's not that many people. They don't feel that arena. It's a very tiny space that they pack everybody in, and then they put the cameras right behind them. They put a bunch of people behind him, so it looks like there's just a whole huge crowd. But if you see the actual footage from other angles, it's like 200 people in there. Yeah. So they they just get them all corralled into like the little pins using the barricades. And so they're yeah, all in but... one spot, and then they angle the camera right on it, so it looks like it's full, and you sound like everybody's screaming, but you just... You know, and that's what they show. And you're immediately like, oh, God, everybody sucks. Well, no, these people definitely suck. But there's not as many people there as you think. Yeah. On the other hand, there's like other people that are like, oh, my God, all those people are for Trump. I need to I need to keep being for Trump. And I don't I mean, obviously, that doesn't work on people like you and me that have, you know. that use our brains to think, but. There. <laughs> I mean, are, I, he, I mean, he still won the fucking election. I mean, I don't know like how much you know voter fraud there was on his behalf, but he. Had I don't enough. think that's what it was. I think a lot of it was a lot more of like the projection for months leading up to it was like Hillary's going to win by seventy five percent. So there are a lot of people I know that would have voted for Hillary Clinton, but they're like, ah, she's going to win anyway, and I can't. Yeah. I, that built up the whole side going. I just can't vote for her. She's intolerable. I'm just going to vote for Gary Johnson. Yeah, I mean, because if you think your side's going to win anyway, that's not a lot of emphasis. Impetus, impetus is the word I'm looking for, for you to like go out and you know vote or like do any other like civic you know um, action to be like, yeah, all right, and, everybody, yeah. like, whatever. So, we got we got to we got to tie it in, especially in fucking Michigan. And yeah, that that split ha that split happened on the left. Yeah, on the right, everyone was like anybody but Hillary, and they all voted for Trump. On the left, people were like, ah, she's going to win anyway. So you get Gary Johnson explaining it wasn't a lot, but then you also have the people that are like, she's going to win. I don't even have to bother going to vote. And what happened was everybody on the right was like, no, not Hillary. And they all went and voted. Like when I went to vote, it was nothing but old, angry looking people. Just like, yeah. like all my parents' friends. I'm like, well, shit. Yelp. I hope things are different in other states, but right now it looks like my mom's church just all went and voted at once. <laughs> Shit. I don't know. That's I mean, I hope like, you know, especially in the last couple of years, you know, since the whole shabacle. Shabacle. <laughs> debacle. Yeah, shabacle. Yeah. I was gonna say shitstorm and debacle in the same time, but it said shabacle and now it sounds like it's like a Yiddish thing. Anyway. Shabacle. <laughs> Like a lot of people have been like, we need to fucking do something about this. So, I think I think that for a midterm election, this has like really been, like there's really been a lot of activity on both sides. Actually, because usually you don't get this much interest in a um, a midterm on both sides. Usually, it's like one side did like you know is like out of power or something. But yeah. Anyhow, we don't have to keep talking about politics. Yeah, that's fine. It just has been a politicky day. It is. It is a politicky day. As opposed to a politicky bar. Yeah. Politicky bar. Oh, yeah. Well, Rapa Nui is running for president. It's like Bernie Sanders won a third term. Oh, okay. In Vermont. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You know what the uh, 12th anniversary um, gift is? What? Silk. Y okay. <laughs> not as... I mean, it's not steel, but it's, you know, it's what it is. Have y'all done this? Have y'all done the traditional gift every year? Uh-huh. Oh. All right, then. Yeah. Paper, cotton, um, leather. Fourth year is yeah. fruit and flowers. Let's see. Paper was I saved up all the paper from our first year of marriage and I had it framed. So like I had like a letters and stuff. Well, I had like a napkin from our wedding. Yeah. Like that had the you know the date and everything printed on it. Um the envelope from the clerk of court that had our marriage license in it. Um uh on our wedding night I made a rose for her out of a napkin that came with our uh room service and I saved that just stuff like that 
Um, Cotton was the second one. How did I get her? I think we got each other clothes. Yeah. Um, leather, we both got um, travel bags, I think. We got travel duffels that we still use. We've got good ones. Yeah. Those are our travel bags. Just shit like that. That's cool. For China, I got her a it's a piece of jewelry made out of uh, a shard of Ming Dynasty pottery. Ooh. Yeah. It's just that kind of shit. I don't know. Why is 10? Oh, is that because of a fucking pun? The 10th year is 10 or aluminum? Is that accurate? Yeah. That doesn't seem like a very... I mean, it's the 10th year. You would think like steel would be the anniversary there. Or like maybe iron. I'm trying to remember what I got her last year. Because like ten seems like more of a um, ten seems like more of a milestone to have something like ten, T I N, yeah, or aluminum. But you know, I don't. Know. I, actually, I guess when they made these up, aluminum was pretty valuable. Aluminum when in the uh, late 1800s was like really expensive. It's it's actually what the Washington Monument. There's a is the cap. The point on the Washington Monument is capped with aluminum because it was. Like a really valuable metal at the time, and it was like they call it aluminium. Aluminium, yes. Are you like um, swatting flies or what? There was a fly that I killed. Yes. Okay. Like it was a bug. It was a tiny bug, and I it was really hard. It had like a carapace, but it was a tiny little thing, and I just crushed it with a coin. That's what it took to kill it. Oh wow! Yeah, man, it crunched. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think of. It don't matter. Still could be interesting. Matter. Yeah, probably. Uh, it's not even interesting. I'm just gonna buy her underwear. <laughs> like, I'm even fucking around. So, I would like some silk flowers. No, she wants draws. That's mm. fine. I'm okay with that. You're okay. Uh, I don't know what I. I probably for me, I'll probably, I'll probably just buy her more underwear. Oh. They'll just be like the. Yeah, this is what I got for you, and this is what I got for me. Oh, did she get her? A, oh, ha ha ha. She get her, um, or she should get you a kimono. Dude, I'm totally gonna make her give me a kimono. Yeah, she she's already gotten me one. Well, there you go. She got one for Christmas one year, but I don't wear it. It's getting cold out though now, so I might. But I'm not a real robe guy. It's just too muggy. Like I can see hanging out outside. Like when I smoked, it was different. Like I go outside and smoke, but uh, I don't really smoke. I am smoking in this show. Cuckoo's Nest. I do smoke heavily. Oh, but yeah. I'm, I'm smoking herbal cigarettes that are disgusting. There's no <laughs> nicotine in them, first of all. They don't really have a flavor. There's no burn, which is nice. I'm not like all, argh, you know, talking like my aunt. But um, they're just, it, like, you can just smoke them. You can smoke a pack and you get nothing from it except like a slight headache, which is not cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know, it's pointless. Like I'm smoking and smoking and smoking, and it's just like the why? There's nothing to it. And then we went to a football party Saturday night to watch LSU lose a lot. And um Oh Jesus, yeah. Somebody there were, there were a few smokers there, and I like snagged one, and I was like, ah, yeah, because I'd had a couple of drinks. And uh my brain was like, Nope, that was the wrong answer, sir. And I was like, Oh hmm. yeah, I remember now why I stopped. Smoking cigarettes. Uh, I think the last time anything I had was like a cigar. Well, <laughs> legally. <laughs> yeah, I like cigars, um, but like there, it's too much. Like you can't do it every weekend, or you'd never taste food again. No. And actually, I mean, I've, it's been a long time since I've had a cigar. Yeah, it's. I think uh, I was like still living in Baton Rouge. Probably I had one at Churchill's. Yeah, maybe three or four times a year I'll have one. Yeah. Um, I've had two this year. So like, well, that's you got two months, two months left in the year. You gotta get on that boat. You gotta get cracking. Gotta get crack a lacking. Gotta get crack, funky cat. Well, I know I'm gonna have at least one more. 
because I've got a Cuban that's hanging out in my humidor that I, I kind of oh, smoke yeah. soon before it gets too late. Um, one more, and this is the last. If I quench the life flaming minster, I can thy former light restore. Should I repent me, but once put out thine light, I know not where is that Promethean heat that can thy former light restore. I'm fine. I just had a little Othello moment. It's fine. It's fine. Happens. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. What is the other thing? X box stuff. Xbox stuff. No. Oh yeah, I saw Venom. That was the other thing. That's how was that? That yeah, wasn't bad. It's kind of fun to watch, but like you weren't. You didn't yeah, it's, it's not going to become like a, it's not going to become like an annual thing. Like I I re I rewatched fucking um, V for Vendetta for like the, you know the fifteenth or sixteenth time for you know because I watch it like every November fifth. Um. But you know, Venom's not going to become anything like that. It's going to be like, oh, that was nice. And like Tom Hardy's, he's 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 a good actor. There's a lot of stuff they just you know they don't really explain. It's just like this is what's happening, and you just be like, okay, it makes sense. Sure, and, why not? Yeah, I mean, and for the most part, it, I'm fine with it because you know I watch superhero movies like all the time. By the way, did you know that superhero was um, mutually trademarked by DC and Marvel, like the word? No, I didn't. Yeah, there was a, a game on um, NPR's um, "Ask Me Another" where they were talking about proprietary eponyms. So they didn't use that phrase, but you know, just words that we use as regular words, but they're actually trademarked, like um, Q-tip and X uh, Xerox. And apparently, superhero is trademarked. What about your dick holes? Yes, <laughs> I'm trademarking dick hole. But like who does like we're trademarking the word superhero? It's like the trademark mutant. Yeah, you, know? you can't like, have mutants in the fucking Marvel Cinematic Universe. Fucking assholes. Yeah. Even though we talk about mutants all the time in fucking life science classes, but you know, that's life. That's what all the people say. I didn't. Oh uh, yeah, popsicle. I knew was trademarked. Bubble wrap is trademarked. Um, they didn't use it, but I know dumpster is trademarked. Like the Dumpster's dumpster. trademark. Dumpster is trademarked. Yeah, it's like it's the dumpster company. It's the dumpster company, and they make dumpsters. But anybody else is just like it's a trash receptacle, or you know whatever the fucking there's actually an accurate uh, term for it. They call them um, dead gummit, not a skid. What the, what's the fucking word? It's like that. God damn it. Drives me nuts. It's driving me nuts. Yar, it's driving me nuts. Yeah, it's something like oh. that. Oh, yeah. That reminds me. I heard a, a new pirate joke. Well, I mean, I have a pirate joke that I tell. It's a, you know, it's like three jokes, but like I heard a different way to end it. And I was like, oh, that, that works. Like, what's the pirate's favorite movie rating? Uh, PG 13. So let's see. Proprietary eponyms. You're a goddamn bastard. I guess that's the problem. You can't have like, you know, just it, it, Abbott and Costello would not work with two Costellos, you know? Uh, the dumpster. Trademark. The word is a genericized trademark of dumpster, an American brand name for a specific design. Generic usage of a skip or a skip bin there is, is common. Skip, yes. Yeah. In the UK and Australasia, as dumpster is neither an established nor well-known brand in those countries. So if you went to Australia and you're like, man, I need to throw all this shit away. Does anybody know where a dumpster is? And they'd be like, what? Oh, or what like, <laughs> but they say it in an Australian way. Uh, g'day, mate. What you say? No welcome wagon, hello stranger, with that good coffee flavor for you. <laughs> so, oh, no. Well, that's a little bit of knowledge. Um, and with that, I'm Nick Moore. I am James Brown. And I'm Nick Moore. You've been listening to Dork. You have been dorked.
you are dorked. You're a fucking dork. <laughs> you gotta be a dork with this. I started back doing the dork minute on one three point three this week. So oh, yeah. If you're uh, in your car at like, I think he drops it at like seven thirty, seven seven thirty sometime around there. Uh, listening to one three point three, and you'll hear my voice talking about something weird. This week it was how Chengdu, China, is going to put an artificial moon into space to illuminate the streets at night. So there you go. Uh, is it going to have its own power? Or is it just going to be reflecting things? There, like it's going to have like here? like arms that come out like solar panels uh-huh. with the reflective coating on them, uh, and they can control it to reflect the sun down between 5 and 25 square miles. Okay. Uh, um, illuminate it once. Yeah, um, that's uh, interesting. There's, yeah. a, there's a book called The Great Glass Sea that um, where it's, it's, it's kind of like a, a Russia, like a Soviet Union kind of civilization um, or a country and they have, that's exactly what they have. They have like a big old satellite that has mirrors on it so they could like do extra farming with the extra light. Well, they're saying it's not going to be that much light. It's going to be like, uh, it's a dusk-like. Um, it's meant to accent r- regular moonlight. So, uh, we'll see. Mm. I, don't I don't know what the advantage of that would be, but okay. No. But yeah. it's just, it's going to be enough to like, you know, so you can see at night without having street lamps. Um, okay, but it's over like 25 square miles. Yeah, well, they can change it. So between 5 and 25. Yeah, but like uh, at the most, it's 25 square miles. Like, okay. Well, that's, that's the city. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Let's see. Mm. China. Racing toward the utopian nightmare that America so desperately craves. Mm. Mm. All right, dude. I'll see you next week. <laughs> yes. Adios, James. I don't know